How's it going, Ace fans? And welcome to episode 111 of the Locked On Ace podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today we're going over the A's second victory in a row. They are looking a lot better than they did in Arizona, so that's a plus. So I'll go over Thursday's game, and in the second segment, we'll go over the West Watch, which is returning because uh, I have time today. So we're going to go over that, go into the standings, heading into the weekend, give you all the matchups that you need to know for the A's this weekend against the Angels, and then uh, whoever, who everybody else is playing in the AL West, and what those matchups look like. Astros are hot. I'm going to, spoiler alert, the Astros are hot right now, so we need them to cool off just a little bit. But that is the episode for today. Uh, If you missed it yesterday on Thursday, I released the trade deadline preview podcast. That is a tongue twister. That took a couple of takes, uh, but that is up in your feeds wherever you get podcasts. So subscribe to the podcast and uh, you get that, obviously. Or you can just download the episode too. That works too. Um, So yeah, that's all there. Um, yeah, before I get into everything though, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am by Jason B on Twitter. Twitter. Yes, that's the one. And then uh, if you have any questions for us, please email them to us at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, if I can get it to work, I have a fun little thing for you guys. Uh, The host of Locked On Mariners, DC Lundberg, he was a guest on the show a very long time ago, but uh, he's celebrating his 100th episode today. So he asked a host from around the network to kind of roast his show. So I did that and I have the recording of my roast of him. Uh, and I will put that in at the end of the episode for you guys to uh, to enjoy because I thought it was very funny. And it, he was like, yeah, just uh, make fun of the team and me and the podcast and whatever. So uh, I gave him like a minute's worth of uh, me just eviscerating him. So that was a good time. But uh, let's get into Thursday's game here. Thursday, the A's won 5-1 to one over the Diamondbacks. They remain in first place. I'm going to keep saying that. We'll go over uh, records and stuff uh, in the second half during the West Watch because uh, we'll go over everybody's record. But uh, Matt Chapman was the big star of the game. He went two for four with three RBI. Didn't walk, which he said he wanted to walk more. Didn't strike out, though, which everybody seems to be concerned about. He's doing okay, guys. I, strikeouts are just outs. Strikeouts don't necessarily matter anymore unless you're striking out like 40% of the time, 35% of the time. Uh, that's when they matter. So he's, he's okay, you guys. <laughs> kind of feels like after all those think pieces went up by the beat writers that Matt Chapman's like, you guys worry about my strikeouts? Here's a couple of dingers. How about that? Um, so yeah, he hit two dingers. One of them was a solo shot in the first. The other one was a two-run homer. And uh, that one kind of sealed the deal for the eighth. They were already up three to one at that point. They went up five to one. That was the final score. So uh, good job on Matt Chapman. He's great. He did scare us to death, though, when he was uh, going out for a fly ball and he dove and he... Uh, landed on his stomach and everybody's like oh no the trainer's coming out to see him and you know and all the tweets come out fast because they're there at the park and uh you know i'm watching on tv i'm like he seems to be moving and stuff and he's not like favoring anything i think he just got the wind knocked out of him but everybody was like matt chapman's dead and that was not the case he's fine so that's a plus <laughs> and i don't mean to be taking shots at the beat reporters they do a great job uh in general but um, I, I just think that, you know, overreacting to things like this, uh, they, they already have like a minute on us over the television feed. So why not just uh, give it give it a beat? I think that it, I'm more sensitive to it because of how news is reported these days where it's like, this is what happened. And then you get the retraction later. It's like, that's eh, not actually what happened. I'm like, you guys are already ahead of us. We could see what happened and then you would have the information by the time we saw it. It, it only took a minute to figure out that he was going to be okay. I'm basically just asking, you know, take take that minute and figure out what's actually going on before uh, we all think that the A season is over because Matt Chapman is not going to be able to play the rest of the season. That, that's all I'm asking. I, I think that's fair. 
I, I, I hope that's fair. Uh, hopefully I didn't just make some enemies. Uh, I, that's not my intention because uh, I'm a nice, lovely person. But anyways, uh, next on the list, we got Shamanaya. He went five and a third innings pitched. He gave up five hits, one run, allowed zero walks, and he struck out four. Um, he, he looked pretty good for the most part. And I will say that I did like that Bob Melvin gave him a quick hook after he allowed that single to Cattell Marte in the sixth. Uh, that was a great call by him. Shamanaya had had a pretty good start up to that point. You want to pull him before, you know, all that goodwill is just thrown away if he, you know, has a meltdown or something like that. He's already had his best start of the season. Let him keep those vibes for another four days before he has to take the mound again. Maybe he can build on what he'd already done. So I I liked what he did there. Uh, I know that J.B. Wendell can got into a little bit of trouble there in, in the uh, in the sixth, but as he relieved Shamanaya. But, you know, it worked out okay. He got the win. Everything's fine. Also, you can tell that the Arizona Diamondbacks are a class organization because just a couple of days ago, the A's helped fix Luke Weaver, who had been having a really rough season with his uh, 11.85 ERA going into that, his start. And then uh, they, they returned the favor to uh, last night against the A's by just helping Shamanaya out. He gave up one run. So, you know, good, good for uh, the Diamondbacks on that one. Classy organization over there. But moving right along, uh, Matt Olson continued to do Matt Olson things. He hit a dinger. He went one for three with a two-run homer. And a walk, so uh, he got a walk. That was a plus. Uh, Matt Olson, you know, he, he hits dingers and some singles sometimes. Good for him. Uh, and on that trade deadline podcast, I said, hey, maybe the A's should try and move Chris Davis if they can find a way to move him and also get a DH. They could replace him. I don't know. Um, Chris Davis shut me the hell up. He went two for four with a single and a double, and he had two hard hit balls in the game. And as I said a couple days ago, a hard hit ball is uh, 95 miles an hour or above. So he got a little fire next to his name on baseball savant. He got two of those because uh, that's what that means. So, uh, and he was the only guy who had two along with Matt Chapman. So good for him on that one. Also, I want to introduce a new segment for uh, rundowns and whatnot. And that is the hardest hit ball of the night. And it shouldn't be a surprise tonight. It's Matt Chapman on his second home run. That one went off the barrel at 110.9 miles an hour. And this isn't going to be a home run recap show or, you know, segment, I hope at least. Uh, what, what I want to show is, you know, sometimes the hardest hit ball is a ground out. You know, it's all about launch angle at this point. And to that point, Cattell Marte, he had two of the other hardest hit balls in the game that were, I think, of 106 and 108, somewhere in there. And one of them was a single. The other one was a ground out because they were hit at negative 11 and negative 12 degree launch angles, which is at the ground. So it's all about launch angle. And that's where you get home runs and whatnot. The A's have been good at doing, you know, launch angle things. So uh, when you hear launch angle, it's not, you know, a metric thing. It's just swing path. That's all. And, and to lift the ball more to get home runs. So uh, don't be mad if you hear the word launch angle in a broadcast. It's just, hey, they're trying to hit more home runs or, you know, drive the ball a little further. So uh, that, that's all that it really is. It's not, you know, a big uh, conspiracy against baseball or, you know, how the good old boys played. Uh, Ted Williams did this stuff. So, you know, it's been around the game for 60, 70 years. So uh, also the poster boy for this. A's fans can attest it works. Uh, I mean, one, Josh Donaldson is probably the poster boy because he was the originator, I guess. And uh, also Brandon Moss is pretty big into it in, you know, the 2012 through 2014 seasons. But uh, just last year, Yandy Diaz, who uh, you may remember from the wild card game, but we'll get into that in a second. Uh, he was traded from the Indians to the Tampa Bay Rays. He had had 250 career plate appearances and he had one home run with the Cleveland Indians. 
He came over to Tampa Bay, who was a very analytical team, helped him work on his his swing plane and his launch angle, and he hit 14 home runs uh, just last year, and then he hit two in the AL wildcard game, you know, effectively knocking out the A's. So that that's all launch angle is. It's just hitting better balls. You, you can hit the snout of the ball as much as you want, but if you hit it at the ground, it doesn't make an impact on the game unless you get lucky and it goes through the infield. All right, so that's going to be it for this segment. In the second segment, we're doing the, the West Watch, getting you guys ready for the weekend series with the Angels. We got pitching matchups. We got all that good stuff. Also, it'll be the uh, final three times that we get to beat up on the Angels. So uh, that, that's sad, I guess. Um, yeah, they have not been good. We're going to get into that here in a second. But first, we have a new sponsor that I am very excited to tell you guys about. So you know what? Let's just get right into it. Talking about erectile dysfunction is not easy. Usually we just brush it off or we blame ourselves saying things like, it's just not my day, coach. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, I'm just not feeling it. But with Roman, it is easy to talk about. And with a real healthcare professional who can prescribe you real medication, it's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today to connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. GetRoman.com slash LockedOnMLB. All right, we are back in the second segment. And if you guys haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast wherever you get podcasts. And if your platform allows you to leave a rating and a review, please do so. Those really help us get more sponsors and all that stuff. More great sponsors like Roman. Uh, I I love reading all of these ads and trying to have fun with them as much as I can. So uh, hopefully you guys enjoy those as well. Um, yeah. Also follow us at, uh, locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at by Jason B on Twitter. And if you have any questions for us or trade proposals, uh, those can be sent to locked on athletics at gmail.com. So we are in the second part, which means we're getting into the West watch. And, uh, I'm just going to start with the Astros cause get them out of the way. I guess they finished their sweep of the Colorado Rockies 10 to eight in Colorado, sweeping the four game series. It was the two and two. Uh, series that everybody had this week. Uh, they had a five-run second and a five-run fifth, and uh, that pretty much just propelled Houston to their uh, to the sweep of the series. They have now won eight games in a row, and uh, they are looking formidable. Also, uh, Alex Bregman hit the IL. He is joining Jordan Alvarez, who might be missing the uh, rest of the season. Uh, I think he might actually be officially missing the end of the season. It was a question for a second, and then it sounded like he was having surgery, and there's like a month left. So I think he's out for the year. And Michael Brantley is also on the IL. So uh, they got some key guys that are injured right now. So uh, I don't know how they're still winning, but they are. So good for them, I guess. Not really. Um <laughs> Moving on, we got the Dodgers and Seattle in the least exciting game on the docket here. Uh, Dodgers won 6-1. to one. I think they swept them. It doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Seattle's terrible. The Dodgers are great. The end. Um, Clayton Kershaw won seven innings pitch. He gave up four runs or four hits, one earned run. He walked the guy and he struck out 11. So he looked like a, you know, 
Clayton Kershaw, as we've come to know and love him. Uh, good for him. Also, do you guys see that picture of him like a week ago with his uh, his jersey open and he was wearing a mask? That was a thirst trap. My wife had so many things to say about that picture, but that's for another day. <laughs> Hopefully she's not listening to this one tonight. Next on the docket, you got the Angels and the Giants. The Giants, oh, I don't know. Who are these guys? <laughs> Anyway, the no-names took a three out of four from the Angels, who have Mike Trout, by the way. Uh, yeah, San Francisco went up 9-1 to one in the fifth. The closest it would get was 9-4. to four. Uh, The Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim are... Oh, no, I think it's just LIA. Los Angeles Angels, not Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. It's it's confusing, is what it is. I don't like them very much for that. So uh, it's a good thing that they're 8-18. Eight and 18. That's hard stance on that. <laughs> they need a new abbreviation. <laughs> Um, anyways, and then uh, in the final game of this recap, we had the San Diego Padres beating the Texas Rangers, sweeping the series. They uh, beat the Rangers 8-7. to Hosmer hit a grand slam in the fifth inning, and it was that grand slam that made the, San Diego, the former San Diego Padres, the now Slam Diego Padres, as I was told is the correct usage of that. I tried to tweet out San Diego Slam, and everybody's like, how about just Slam Diego? I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably better. I look like an idiot now, but, uh, you know, you live and you learn, I guess. Yesterday it was Chris Davis should be traded. Today it's Slam Diego Padres. I'm losing it over here. (laughs) Anyways, yeah, uh, San Diego is so much fun to watch. And uh, guess who Houston's next opponent is? It's... Fernando Tatis and the Slam Diego Padres. So hopefully they uh, they have a beef with the whole state of Texas and they can keep it rolling this weekend. Maybe get the ace some of a buffer. Uh, we'll get into the standings here in a second. But uh, yeah, uh, San Diego is a very exciting team to watch. And if this new hardest hit ball segment starts to fail and it's all home runs and it's not necessarily showing what I want it to show, I'm just going to make that segment the new Fernando Tatis appreciation segment because uh, he is the most exciting player in baseball, as I said on Tuesday. And I... I need to, I I don't need to, I would really like to talk about him more because he is so much fun. So, uh, yeah, uh, so look forward to the Fernando Tatis and Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team and Fernando Tatis every day. So, uh, yeah, that's, that might be our new stance. We'll see. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, so the pitching matchups for the weekend, uh, we're familiar with the Angels at this point. You got uh, Andrew Heaney against Mike Fires, that runs will be scored uh griffin canning against chris bassett that one could be interesting we're still trying to see where chris bassett is uh he pitched well in arizona but uh he he went five and a third i believe so he wasn't a big uh outing for him uh lengthwise but you know he he held the diamondbacks at bay for a decent amount of time and then uh griffin canning he's gotten blown up a couple times by the a's so that's a plus sunday is going to be probably the game to watch you got Dylan Bundy, who has been friggin' Cy Bundy against the A's in his two starts, and Frankie Montas, who got blown up in his uh, last start against the Arizona Diamondbacks. He gave up nine runs in like an inning and two-thirds. Um, this is all off the top of my head, so I hope these are right. Uh, yeah, so that that's going to be the game to watch right there. Is Montas back on his form? Can they get to Dylan Bundy the third time facing him? Uh Hopefully, because if not, then uh, the the offense might be in some trouble because other teams have gotten to him the first time they faced him. And if they can't do it the third time, then that's not great. Uh, the key to the series is obviously going to be limiting Mike Trout to fewer than 10 home runs because they were unable to do that in the last series and they did not do well. So, uh, yeah, just uh, limit Mike Trout to fewer than 10 home runs and they should have a good shot. Uh, going over the standings real quick, we have 
the A's atop the AL West at 18 and 8. The Houston Astros are hot on their trail at 15 and 10. They are two and a half games back of the A's. The Texas Rangers are in third at 10 and 14. They are seven games back of the A's. And that would make them four and a half games back of the Houston Astros for that second spot. So they're going to have to start picking it up just a little bit. Maybe not get swept by the uh, San Diego Padres anymore. Slam Diego Padres. That's my bad. Um, that, that would be a plus. They don't face each other again, so it shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um... Back in fourth place, you got the Los Angeles Angels. They are 8-18. Eight and 18. As I said before, they are now 10 games back of the A's. I don't know that they can actually sell that many big parts because they got Trout and Pujols and Rendon and Otani. None of those four players are going anywhere. Is anybody else really going to get them a big return? I mean, Justin Upton has a bunch of money due to him, so no. Uh, yeah, I don't know that they have much to offer, guys, and they don't have pitching. So good, good luck at the trade deadline. And I actually kind of mean that sincerely because I would like to see Mike Trout in the playoffs more and Shohei Otani being on the national stage more and all that stuff. So uh, legitimately, Billy Epler, good luck at the trade deadline. Uh, God, Godspeed and all that stuff. Uh, thoughts and prayers. Uh, and in last place in the AL West, you got the Seattle Mariners. They are 8-19, and 19, just a half a game back of the Los Angeles Angels. So they got that going for them, I guess. And uh, all of the matchups for the week, we have the A's and Angels, obviously, so there's two of them. Uh, you got Texas at Seattle. There's two more. And then you have Houston at San Diego. That's going to be a fun series to watch. Hopefully San Diego just, you know, shoves them in a locker and, you know, forgets about where the key is. And then with the uh, the Mariners and the Rangers, you probably got the Rangers getting a, a get well series or maybe they're going to, you know, go two of three or get swept. I don't know. That one's going to be interesting. The Rangers need to sweep this series if they're going to have any chance of, well, not any chance, but a good chance of catching up with Houston. I know they play each other a few more times. So that's uh, definitely going to be helpful, but they're going to need these other games against weaker opponents as well. Uh, you can't rely on the head-to-head matchups as much. Um, but yeah, as I've been saying with the trade deadline and all that stuff, a team's fortune can shift in one week. And we've seen that with the Houston Astros. They were in third place, sitting in like 10th place in the American League just like a week ago. And now they are in second place in the AL West, two and a half games out of first. And, uh, you know, that's what an eight-game win streak will do for you. They, you don't have to go... 8-0 to make up this much ground. You can go 5-2. and two, Probably have a decent chance. Or you beat the right opponents or something like that. So uh, that's why this trade deadline is going to be a little weird, I think. Because teams are going to be holding on to hope as long as they can. Like the Reds are a perfect example. They are not doing well uh, at all in their division. They're a few games out. But they have the talent there to legitimately be a World Series contender with the rotation that they have. They just need some help in the bullpen because their bullpen's terrible. Uh, same thing with the Phillies. They have, I think, one of the worst bullpens ever constructed. So, you know, you get them a couple arms and all of a sudden they're doing okay. Problem is, all the crappy teams also don't have bullpen arms. So I don't know where they're going to be getting them. It's going to be an interesting trade deadline to see, you know, what actually shakes out. And, you know, with one month of time that you're getting from these guys, what are the, uh, the trades going to look like? So that's, uh, that's all stuff that we get to look forward to. Uh, as I promised, here is my little clip that I sent to, uh, DC Lundberg of locked on Mariners, uh, making fun of his show mercilessly, uh, with player name puns and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, so I'm not going to sign off after this, but, uh, I will sign off right now for you guys. Have a great weekend A's fans. Uh, stay in doors celebrate good times stay clear of the smoke because it's not great for your lungs and i'll talk to you guys next week
Hey, this is Jason Burke from Locked On A's, and I just want to congratulate Danny Chunks Lundberg on his Locked On Seafaring Expeditions podcast. He covers everybody really well. I really enjoy how he uh, talks about Old Reliable and Kyle Schooner, Evan Great White, J.P. Crawfish. The, he talks about the Guppies and Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kilinick. Uh, that one is just spelled like the fish, the, the killifish. So it's different if you look at it, the spelling. So that's where that joke came in. Um, but you know what? You've hosted Locked On Seafaring Expeditions, and really none of us thought that you would make it this far because we've heard the show, but hey, you've made it this far, so maybe you'll be there long enough to watch those guppies chase some ships. Uh, congratulations again on whatever the hell this is, and uh, keep it going, I guess, or, you know, change it completely. It, whatever. God, that guy sucks.